0: The OBR NewsWire Podcast Friday Edition. This is Jake Burns. I am writing solo today. I hope you guys are having a good Friday. I hope this this podcast sees you well. Writing solo, going to talk about some Ask the Insider questions on our boards here at the OBR. If you are not familiar with Ask the Insiders, we call it the ATI thread, is where you subscribers can ask and spark up any football conversation to be answered by our insiders about rumors, about players, about anything scheme fit. It could whatever football questions you want to ask you can do it. We're going to get to some of those questions here momentarily. Before we do, I want to talk to you guys and thank our sponsors at Blue Chew, who are the uh, male enhancement company who do a fantastic job with their now chewable supplement. You can have discreet packaging delivered to your door with an anonymous uh, delivery. You can also see a physician online, handle all of that. Your prescription is free. Your first delivery uh, of that prescription is free. Um, it's going to come to your door. Just pay for shipping. Use the promo code BlueWire. That's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Get there if you need it. If it is a part of your life that is missing, reestablish yourself and your connection with your significant other. Use BlueChew. We thank them for their sponsorship. Also going to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag, proud sponsor of the OBR Newswire for a while now, and BlueWire Podcast Network. They're the place to go. They have a great offering right now for a match, not a match bonus, but a great bonus. They offer the match bonus for a while, but a great bonus structure that they have that you can use for your online poker, blackjack, all your gambling that you can find right now, whatever that gambling may be. They have those Madden 20 Simulation stock prices, shows like Survivor, American Idol, all that good stuff is up there so you can still get that gambling fix. scratch. Use that promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. We appreciate their sponsorship. We hope you have uh, figured out an account by now if you're a loyal listener, and uh, make sure you go there to get all your uh, gambling solutions from betonline.ag. Now we are going to get to some user questions that have popped up in the ATI threads one by one here. The first question is from NJ Browns fan. His question is about Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky was good in the red zone, a big guy, maybe not the world's best blocker, but a young guy to hang on to. Chiefs picked him up. They must see something. Always thought he was a steal Uh, when he was picked up after the Rams, I think, cut him. Final cuts, why'd they let him get away? Look, they, they want guys who can do everything at the position. Seals Jones is not a blocker. He has never been a blocker. He will never be a blocker. That is not a part of his game, and he has established that as far as who he is right now. Not that the Browns have three world beaters at blocking as, as they added Harris and Bryant, but they do have guys who have a willingness to do it from three different alignments, and that's a big reason why they let Ricky Seals Jones walk. And there could be something there as turn in terms of you know the player environment and culture and all of that that could have tied into it as well. Um, I ultimately think they upgraded their tight end position, and letting Seals-Jones go is really a non-factor in that regard. Next question, what's with A.J. Green? Um, Is he some kind of phenom that they signed to this good contract? Look, they committed money to A.J. Green. They like him. We are going to study him here. We have some Oklahoma State All-22. Give you a feel for him, John Stephenson. will be breaking him down over the coming week or so and get a film study up on him so that you guys can learn a little bit about what A.J. Green will bring, because they did – they invested something on him. Um, they invested pretty good, guaranteed money to an undrafted free agent that they were relatively high on. And uh, we will, you know, we will get to who he is as a player and break him down and some of his statistics later. So keep an eye out for that. Next question is from uh, IDRTH. I, I can't even read that name. It's probably initials for for something short for Cleveland. There. He says, I was wondering since Barry seems to have a plan, if part of the plan would be. Um, with all these one-year deals, they really needed to add a free agent talent to be in the process of keeping core players, letting others go in free agency, and truly building through the draft as we haven't seen before, essentially believing in our own competence as the Ravens and Patriots do, and that seems to be how you obtain so many compensatory picks. So yes, they sign these one-year deals to have a couple advantages, a leg up in case a guy really is breaking out to get a contract done with them long term that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do, um, while also mitigating risk that you don't sign these guys a two or three year deals and if they flop out you're stuck with them uh, B to, uh, to, to yes, get compensatory picks if a guy walks away in free agency after the year and then yes they are going to stockpile picks they have 10 picks next year they know they're going to have talent leaving their roster they're going to really aim and we saw them trading for a future third continuing to add picks in the future they will yes to answer your question there just as many of the successful franchises in the NFL do, they will look to continue to add picks and on top of picks, and it'll be rare for them to trade up because they want to add shots in the draft and, 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 make, a, and make a real run that way. Um, so keep your eye out for that. They may even add more picks. We'll see. Next question here is from JJG. He asks, could Willis get invited to LaCharles Bentley School? Sorry, Jedrick Jer- 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 Wills. Um, any word on that? Would the school be happening now? I don't know where that sits. I know that if you're looking for a lot of insight... On uh, that transition that is happening for Jedrick, I, I mentioned this on the Browns. Um, you know, the Browns have done some things for him, but but ultimately, uh, Duke Minweather on the Nothing but the Dogs podcast, I talked about this on the OBR film breakdown. He has some good insight uh, when he joined Mike Krupka over there and on, on on the transition, what he likes about Jed and the transition from the right side to left side and the challenges that will bring. If the opportunity is there to go to La Charles Bentley School, I would encourage and hope that uh, Jedrick would be willing to go and listen the same way he's willing to listen to Joe Thomas because those guys are going to be the way that you figure out going from right side to left side and cut out as many technical problems as you might possibly have so I would hope he's able to do those sorts of things we'll keep an eye out for that next question regarding D and linebackers from skinny looks like skinny LTL he says I feel like D and linebacker linebacker the only two positions we can still use additional upgrades what are you guys thinking about options I ultimately think the Browns don't have H-A-V-E capitalized to upgrade defensive end. They have three rotational players that can play either side. Two guys who can play either side in Garrett and Vernon and then a nice guy off the right side in Claiborne. I don't think they need to rush at the end or make that a huge priority. I know a lot of people ask about Clowney and Griffin. I still think those remain very slim possibilities. I do think they have to figure out linebacker. They have you know, they drafted Jacob Phillips, but there's still a lot of questions around him. There's still a lot of questions around Mac Wilson and Sione Taki and B.J. Goodson is ultimately an unproven, consistent NFL player. So they have a really, really questionable linebacker situation, and you would hope that they can find a way to attack that with some sort of free agent veteran like Nigel Bradham, among some others that would be of interesting note to them as they, as they left the draft with only one young linebacker. They need to improve that group. Otherwise, you're just going to keep your fingers crossed that that weakness does not come up and, and bite them at some point. Next question is, what is the roster size in 2020? This is from Chow Dog with two Gs. They've been a little confused about the final roster size for 2020, 53 or 55. I saw two practice squad players be pulled up for the game day. Question is the difference of, uh, is that difference for 55? It it does look like the 55 will include um, the ability to keep on two guys who can be flex guys, who can go up and down. And you can send down players, I think twice, twice a year, you can send them down. So that is an option that the Browns will have. They moved from 46 to 48 game day actives, and that has to be an extra lineman. So we will see how that shakes out. It's going to be a new experience for everybody. Um, but, you know, those, those practice players, after they get sent down, they can be sent down twice without having to go to waivers or anything like that. Um, but we'll keep our eye on that. That's going to be a really interesting thing is this new roster set up that is 46 to 48 on game day and 53 to 55 otherwise. Next question is the return man role. This is a popular question. JoJo Natsen was signed to be the return man originally, but does the team really want Donovan Peoples-Jones to try to challenge Natsen for that role? Look, the the expansion of the rosters is probably the biggest advantage for these return guys. You know, Peoples-Jones is an experienced punt returner who did really well for himself with it at Michigan. I think it could be a role that if he plays well in when he comes into camp, could ultimately lead to a roster roster spot for him. Natsen's going to have to fight for that role. He's a kick returner. Would they be able to keep both of those guys? I'm not sure. I like that they have options though, and I'd like to keep those a player like, excuse me, a player like Natsen separated, um, you know, from being able to to do anything wide receiver based or anything like that, because you can you can let him focus on returns, which I think is important. But it should be an interesting battle between those two players this summer, and I expect Natsan will want to improve his value by returning punts as well. So it'll be, it'll certainly be fascinating and nice to see that they will uh, have some options there. So last question is O line and Joe Thomas question. You know, you're watching an interview about some of the technical things that can happen here. This is from Three Olives talking about Joe Thomas's just the simple planting of the direction of your toe and technique, and discuss the process used to perfect the technique through the years. He said. Where um, you know the details were not things that came from coaching, more from the discipline of trial and error over time and paying attention to what was working and what wasn't working. He said he doesn't share this process with people like, or he has shared this process with Betonio, Max, Schwartz, uh, all of whom benefited, and will try to do the same with Jedrick as well. So the question here comes, uh, you know, is 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 when you have a a Hall of Famer willing to help you with talent, why wouldn't the Browns use him in a more active role? Are there any plans for that? Not necessarily in coaching capacity, but as an advisor, something, something. Um, Joe has his eyes set on the media. He thinks that's the best route for him, and he's good at it. And ultimately, he is going to continue to be successful and move along in the media industry uh, because whatever Joe seems to do, he's really good at. doesn't want to commit to the grueling nature of coaching. But I do think they like him being in the building. They like him being around. And whenever he's around, they're going to take the uh, the chance to let the linemen learn from him. Jedrick Wills should be learning from him. I'm sure he will be learning from him. And Joe has mentioned a willingness to help out in that regard as best he can. But I don't think it's a lack of want from the Browns to have Joe helping them in any capacity he can. It feels a little more like Joe wants to pursue the media industry and uh, and all of that that can be there for him and i think he will continue to do that i don't see him don't see him coaching especially with the young children at home and all of that stuff and he likes to he likes to have the freedom and flexibility to sort of say what he wants and you know in his own podcast and i'd just be stunned if he took an actual advisor role or a coaching role or anything in that capacity but it doesn't roll it out for the future because um maybe he gets that itch someday but that's all. That's all the questions we have. Uh, I'm going I'm to try to every Friday if I roll solo here, cover questions that have come up and not been answered. I tried to pick some that haven't been answered and some that have through there for interesting topic purposes. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, hope you also join us, right, at the OBR. And if you have questions like this, we can have discourse back and forth in the uh, ATI threads here and help each other learn about the game of football, help each other understand the Browns, and, and you know, ultimately have some fun and support people doing journalist, uh, journalistic work like myself and, and many others here at the OBR who are trying really hard to give you the best coverage on this team. So big shout-out again to our sponsors, BlueChew, BetOnline.ag. We appreciate you guys. Hopefully you had a good time listening to the podcast this week. Sobo um, was on this week, did a great job. Jared Mueller, Fred. Among others, Stephen Thomas, who we introduced, is going to keep coming on with us weekly. He'll be really good in his role with us, giving us draft expertise and some some much-needed comedy every now and again. So I hope you enjoyed that and read his first article, Sobo Dropped the Top 30 of 2021. Um, We had plenty of film room still going up. The OBR Film Breakdown podcast is going to have myself talking about each of the film studies we've done on deep dive analysis of these players, about eight to ten minutes each on each player. And then John Stephenson will come on and talk about Jordan Elliott and Jacob Phillips who he broke down. So get over there and listen to those if you can. We appreciate you guys listening. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. We will catch you next time and go Browns.